What's up, sluts? Whole new line of children's guns. I need it. I want it. I desire it. We like to keep going as long as we can. Nothing. Oh, yeah. One, two, three. Go. Welcome! Wait, wait, wait. We're going on. Season one, episode two of Dumb Sports Podcast. Or did you mean. Are we going on go we, or three? Three or go. Three or go. We're, we're going on go at three. Oh, okay. Okay, okay go. Okay, go. Right, here we go. One, two, three, go. What's up, everybody? I'm going to two sports podcast. podcast. We did it. <laughs> it feels great to be back, guys. I cannot tell you how freaking excited I am to be back. I haven't seen Charles in like, I don't know, four weeks now. He cut his uh, whole beard. Matt, we can never see Matt because he made an investment in other things and still doesn't have a webcam, but he's here with his voice. So things are going well still. Yeah. So what up? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I'll get a webcam someday, but for now, just my beautiful voice. Well, what are we starting with today? Well, for season two, we decided to go ahead and switch things around. Rather than putting it at the end, since it's everyone's favorite segment, we're going to jump right in with Dumb Sports News. Dumb Sports News, which I'm excited about because we have our first beneficiary of the Black Quarterback Syndrome Support Foundation. Yes, my guy from Auburn, the Auburn Tiger, lights, camera, and action. Cam Newton was signed by the New England Patriots while we were on break. What is one experience you guys have had where you were rewarded for being mediocre? Charles, what do you got? Uh, my wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I feel like that's uh, – I don't that... feel like I deserve her. I feel like I'm pretty mediocre in the, uh, the husband department, but she's still here. So there you go. Love it. That's good news. Matt, what about you? Oh, this is easy. Um, I will deny this to the best of my ability if anybody ever repeats this ever again. But I got a uh, certain fantasy football championship one year. Oh, boy. Here we go. And my team was mediocre at best. But, no, I was the champion. So, like I said, won't ever speak of it again. The first time in fantasy football history that the champion was the second to lowest total points scored on the season. Still won. It's hard to dispute that, but I definitely – I don't love it. I'll say that. I don't love it. Uh, for me, I'm going to have to go with the profession that I went to school for for four whole years and say teaching. Um, for some reason, the school where I was working just decided to keep me around for – quite a little while and they kept giving me pay re pay raises even though I would throw yoga balls at kids and literally knock some kid into a, a door at one point but they're like hey yeah do you do you want to stay do you want more money and I took it obviously because I'm not a dumb idiot um, but teaching even though I went to school have a degree in it pretty mediocre though if I'm being real T I think you're a great teacher I appreciate that 
I know I've learned so much from you over the course of the first season. I look forward to learning even more from you during season two. <laughs> what else is in the news? Well, good old Patty Mack. That's right. Patrick Mahomes got paid more money than the cost of World War I and World War II. So two questions. Number one, is he worth the money? And number two, which essential, quote-unquote, job during COVID is the most overpaid? T, let's start with Matt. Wait. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a curveball here, and I'm going to say my own job. Because aren't we supposed to be social distancing? And my job's all about delivering food to restaurants, which is a luxury. Not super essential, if you ask me. So, so you, you think you're overpaid? Too much money. Definitely. Too much. Good, good to know. Reasonable. Reasonable. But is Patrick Mahomes worth half a billion dollars over the next 10 years? Oh, I think so. I think the way that they did it with uh, the cap was super smart. So I think it's, it's, it's not really going to hurt him a whole ton. That's fair. Yeah, if the cap doubles, they're basically paying him the equivalent of a $20 million contract right now. So it's really not going to stretch their budget that much. And doesn't the TV contract have to get renewed here pretty soon too, which people are going to pay good money for that. And if they do, then oh, half yeah. a billion dollars is going to seem like almost nothing at that well, point. I also feel like he's so well-rounded. I mean, even if he like gets super hurt, he could probably be like a long snapper or something. That's probably true. That might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard him <laughs> say in my entire life. <laughs> oh, wait, Charles, paying, a long snapper? Paying $50 million a year to the freaking long snapper? <laughs> hey, that dude, your guy from the Eagles, that guy deserves it. I'm drawing a blank. I can't think of his name. The magician guy. You know he's not the long snapper for the Eagles. Though. I know he's not anymore, but he was. Cool I think dude. he was for one season. Like he was a cool dude. <laughs> oh man! All right, so I'll say this: Patrick Mahomes absolutely deserves his money. The salary cap's going to explode. He is one of those transformational uh, players who brings in fans, not just for like your already established fan base, but he's going to make Kansas City fans across the country. I'm sure he already has. I'm sure there's little kids out there who are like, Kansas City's my team. They're always going to be my team just oh, from Patrick Mahomes. So for sure that money is going to pay for itself. Throwing the I agree. It, and I think that it's reasonable to expect, I mean, let's say three Super Bowls. I mean, counting the, I mean, already counting the one that they just won, obviously – but I think you have a divisional rival like the Raiders who gave Jamarcus Russell pretty much the same amount. And he started, what, 21 games for him, if that, and threw 18 touchdowns, like 29 picks. So, yeah, definitely worth the money, no questions asked. Well, if we're looking at another thing about this, though, the NFL's already set to add another regular season game. And I think that happens the year before the TV contracts renew. So if they add – regular season game number 17 and then on top of that you add tv contracts renewing all across the board you can bet that espn is going to try and grab sunday night football back from nbc you can mm -hmm. bet that cbs is going to do everything they can to hold on to the midday slots especially after they just paid tony romo 20 million dollars to not even play football 
Like, how how pissed would you be if you were CBS and the only thing you got after a bidding war was Thursday night football for Tony Romo? You're paying uh, Tony Romo $20 million to do Thursday night games. So CBS is going to open the bank. Like, they're going to bring in those those uh, cash trucks straight to NFL headquarters. The Brinks, the Brinks truck. truck. Brinks truck. Yeah. Back I think miss when it comes to those trucks. That's for people who work in financial institutions, though. That's for you guys. Very nice. T, who's who's overpaid? Who's about, overpaid? Uh, yeah, who's not overpaid about. right now? Everybody's being overpaid to just be a douche, like, at all times. Like, especially uh, there's a security person at the local grocery store. I'm not even sure why that person's there. Um I'm actually pretty shocked. Okay, sidebar. Yeah, I'm actually really shocked that nobody has try, uh, tried to rob, like, any financial institution, like, in Utah at this point. Because if you're able to just wear a mask inside, like, nobody's checking for that. That's just a random thought. Anyway, overpaid. This is why I we I have would... sponsors. I just want to point out to the audience. The reason why we have 38 people listening to us every single day, and the reason why we're, you know, crossing the quad the quadruple digit listeners and still have zero sponsors is because the first hot take while millions of people are unemployed struggling to get by losing their houses <laughs> by tea, is everybody's overpaid <laughs> and then the next thing is why aren't we robbing more banks <laughs> okay that's a valid point hey, we're just bringing the, the facts i'll go with the safe take here the people who are on unemployment still are overpaid. There we go. Oh, I, I can said attest overpaid. To that. Done and done. I, I can attest to that, but we won't get into it. I just feel like y'all are heading down the completely wrong avenue right now. Let's move on. Let's move uh, on. All right, Matt, tell us what else is in the news. Uh, speaking of outrageous dollar amounts, Mookie Betts got a $365 million deal with the L.A. Dodgers, which means everyone forgot that he was part of the Boston Red Sox sign-stealing scandal. If you guys could cheat at something and be guaranteed to not get caught and possibly make a lot of money, what would it be? T? Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot going on, on right now. Um, you know, with just the new way of living, I think that there are just multiple opportunities for new types of fraud and cheating, which I always daydream about this. Like, Oh, like if blank happened, like what would I do to profit from that? Um, I guess I would say when it comes to, I mean, just the times that we're living in, I think that I, I would start like a COVID insurance company and I would just call oh. people and just oh. be like, like you have COVID insurance. Like, have you guys, like, there's this awesome deal, like, it's 17 bucks a month, and just, <laughs> just wreck, wreck the elderly, which is usually the group that I, like, really, really protect, um, but I mean, I'm, I'm kind of sick of it, honestly, like, it's, I'm 30 years old now, I've been taking care of them for my entire life, I'm going after them, it's time. Uh, so, uh, AARP, you want to sponsor? Much. Yes. Or R-O-N-A, as I would call it. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Um, for me, I'm just going to enter the World Series of Poker. I'm going to get the fame and the money. Piece of cake. Done that is done. much more reasonable than what I said. <laughs> Thank you for that. Charles? I think I would cheat at being like a private investigator or a detective or something. And I would just make them, you know, kind of insider style as a narc or whatever. 
and I'd expose people like T and I'd be guaranteed <laughs> to not get caught. So it's not like I have to worry about them coming back to get me. And I'm going to make a lot of money because I'll be collecting all those bounties. Not yeah. bad. Not bad. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. Uh, we're going to be talking about the best walkout songs for certain sports situations or events. What you want playing right before or while something happens during sports situations or at sporting events. So we're going to go ahead and get started with walk-up music for your favorite MLB player. T, what do you got? Um, favorite player over the last couple of years has definitely been Chris Davis with the KH from the Oakland Athletics. I hate the other Chris Davis. That guy hasn't done anything in the last six years, but love Chris Davis of the A's. I think that um, best case scenario, seeing him walk up to the plate, I would want to hear Jump by Chris Cross. That would get me out of my seat. I'd be super pumped up even though I'm at a baseball game. Um, but that's the exact situation that I want. As soon as I can get back to baseball, um, in person, that's what I want to hear. Nice. Matt, what about you? See, I'm kind of going a different way with it. I'm going to kind of shout out an already walk-up song because I liked the way they went with it. And I can't remember the player, but his walk-up song was the Baby Shark song. And that just drew him so much attention. It kind of took me back to uh, going to Ogden Raptors games as a kid, and they always played the SpongeBob song after, like, the eighth inning or something. Even though it wasn't a walk-up song, there were kids that went to the game just for that. And I feel like it just had a lot of good crowd involvement. Yeah, so if I could go with any of them, I think if I could have picked something, Carlos Santana from Cleveland, I would absolutely have gone with Black Magic Woman from nice. you know, Carlos Santana just to get that little guitar riff going right as he walks out. I feel like that could have been something really special and somebody in their marketing team should be fired for not picking up on that right away. Missed opportunity for sure. Yeah. T, what about you? What's uh, What are some other situations you want to talk about? Um, what about your favorite NFL team? You're at the game. Your favorite NFL team is down by four. We'll go with a minute, 30 seconds left, and the offense is about to run onto the field. What song do you want to hear? Matt, start it. Oh, easy. I'm taking the song from the Avengers when all the heroes come at the end of Endgame, like that super hype music that just has you jumping out of your seat ready to roll. I like it. it feels good. That was a happy moment in the movies, too. Cliche. Oh, yeah. You guys remember the movies? Remember going to the movies? That was something. Uh -huh. That's been a while. <laughs> Charles, what about you? There's one song that gets me hype more than anything else when it comes to a football field, and that's Hell's Bells. As soon as those bells start ringing and the guitar goes, that just that gets me more pumped than anything else. Okay. Respect. Same. I've heard that at every Raiders game that I've ever been to, and it does pump me up quite a bit. I think for this uh, situation specifically, though, um, I want some, like, trashy, like, everybody's been drinking the whole day, like, somebody's about to get in a fight if they lose. I want to hear We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister, and, like, I just want to throw something at somebody, like, as soon as the music starts and just, like, be wave, like just take, take my jersey off, I'm waving it around, and then they come back and win. Very nice. 
Matt, what do you think? What are you thinking? Um, what about picture this? You're drinking in the parking lot legally, of course, while you go to your old high school's homecoming game. Legally, because you were 17 the last time you were drinking at the homecoming game. What song would you like to hear? That's easy. Let's hear it. When I when I think illegal, when I think total debauchery in high school at the homecoming game, I think of Candy Shop by 50 Cent playing, sitting in the back of like a 1999 Honda Civic. Like that is picture perfect right there. Nice. See, and what takes me back to high school is uh, Shots by LMFAO. That just it just feels right. I think Charles. I'm also with I Get Knocked Down by Chumbawamba. <laughs> <laughs> is that because if you ever drank even a tiny bit of alcohol, you'd get knocked down? For some uh, reason, that's what I imagine, though. If Charles ever took a drink of alcohol, that's the exact song that I would want to just be playing <laughs> in the background. It was the first thing that came to my head with drinking because of the second verse where it's like the drink, the whiskey drink, the vodka drink and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Very well done. If Charles ever drank for the first time, he'd be like that kid at the parties that like gets super trashed, falls over and everybody's like, oh, he's down. And he's like, no, I'm good. He's back up going again. Yeah. Over and over. Guaranteed. Yeah. I I like to think I'd be responsible about it and not just get like... (laughs) Responsible. Responsible. All right. I'm going to go ahead and get the last one out here. You have to take one free throw or your entire family is murdered in front of your very eyes in the most horrendous way imaginable. What song do you want to Whoa. Dude, are you – do I need to call the suicide hotline for you? Like, what's going on? Like, are you you doing all right there? So I'm going All right, with, anyway. <laughs> I'm going with Baby Shark. Just kidding. <laughs> Wait, but seriously, T, what are you doing? Um, I'm probably going to go with Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Man, I was going to go with Wrecking Ball. <laughs> oh, man. That would be hilarious. I, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Good times. Uh, okay. So Mount Rushmore. There's a lot of talk about Mount Rushmore in sports. It's always done wrong. Mount Rushmore has never claimed to be the four greatest presidents of all time. The originator of the design came up with weird little excuses for why he put who he put there. It was the first, you know, great president in Washington. You had the guy who expanded the country the most in Jefferson. So the person who, you know, brought in the most. You had the great liberator in Lincoln. And then you had his best friend in TR. So if we're talking about Mount Rushmore being what it's supposed to be, you're talking about the first great one, the person who made things expand the most, the liberator, and then best friends of the artist or just some, you know, some guy. Who are the legit, real Mount Rushmores in the three major sports? T? Okay, well, when I think Mount Rushmore, like, I actually do think best presidents. 
um, I will I will fight that until my dying day. And I think that the artist was Ronald Reagan of Mount Rushmore, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I need to do a little more research on that. Um, but I mean, I still think Mount Rushmore, I mean, unless you, you know, give it a little bit more of a specific theme, like I just think best presidents. I mean, I think that the only sub that you can make on Mount Rushmore is FDR instead of TR. Um, but I think that, I mean, Mount Rushmore right out of the gate, I always think the NBA and the first dude that I, that I think of is Michael Jordan, like without a doubt. I mean, after that, I'd probably go, uh, I mean, I feel Kobe Bryant belongs on there a little bit more than LeBron for some reason. I'm not sure why. Um, I guess like George Washington would be Bill Russell, like just old timey, like, old timey Mount Rushmore and then uh the fourth person I don't know take your pick maybe I'm wrong though I don't know what do you guys think yeah I, I like the early one like a like a Wilt Chamberlain or a Bill Russell for the early guy Jordan's for sure on there I mean that's not even a question yeah um so it's mainly just the other three I'd probably put LeBron up there personally I don't want Bob to come after us completely I, I want my safety so I'm gonna put LeBron up there yeah, we don't want to lose 17% of our fan base right Exactly, the exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and put LeBron up there. And then, let's see, on top of LeBron, I mean, you could just go like an underdog dude like that has a lot of rings, like a Robert Ory. Um, I don't know why I agree with that, but I, I, I do wholeheartedly. Robert Ory. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most random thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Charles, what do you got? Well, so just like Mount Rushmore is a bunch of really old dudes and then a little bit more modern with the last two, like you're talking about the first and third presidents with Washington and Jefferson. So I think you've got Bill Russell as uh, George Washington, and then you have to look at the expansion of the league, who made the league grow the most. And I think that's uh, Julius Irving. Okay, reasonable. Fair. And then you're going to go ahead and – Talk about the liberator, and that's the guy who really took advantage of free agency and LeBron James. Up. Don't cut me off. <laughs> We're talking about old guys still. Oh, Magic Johnson, the first free agent who went ahead and signed just a massive deal that made everybody say, "Holy crap, you can make money doing this thing." And then you've got, of course, Michael Jordan. The dude who, if sports could have a national park system, would have been the guy who established it. I like it. Oh, that none I of agree us with that Jerry 100%. West, and he's literally the logo. What was that? I said, I love how none of us said Jerry West, and he's literally the logo. But I, I don't disagree. Didn't, didn't he lose, like, nine championships or something crazy like that? Something like that. Yeah, to Bill Russell. There we go. Over and over again. He's on the back of Mount Rushmore on the Canada side. On the Canada side. Wait. The North Dakota side? <laughs> oh, man. That's my bad. That's my bad. Uh, what about football? Who's the Mount Rushmore of football? Jerry Rice, Lawrence Taylor, um, Tom Brady, and – George Hallis. Oh, my goodness. All right. Matt? 
Uh, I mean, Brady's got to be up there, unfortunately. I like the Jerry Rice. I can agree with that. Um, after that, I'd probably go... I mean, I got to put Marino up there just because it's me and I'm biased. Because, you know, he'd be like the he'd be like the last guy, like the best friend or whatever that never really achieved anything, but he was really cool. All right. Reasonable, yeah. Uh, what would be number three? Probably like a – I like 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 the LT or like a – something like, like, like a good running back, you know. Just a, Emma Smith? You went yeah. with LT of all the good running backs? Or like, like – yeah, like an Emmett Smith or like a – I mean, there, there's so many. Walter Payton, Bo Jackson. Barry Sanders? Barry Sanders. There's so many you could do. Like NFL is so much harder. It really like. is. Yeah, you have so many different facets of the game. Like basketball, everybody's on the court at the same time. Football, you take out, you know, a third of the people each time. You yeah, play. like football, you feel like you have to include, like, different positions. Adam Vinatieri. Oh, oh 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that one's hard. I don't know, man. I feel like you'd have to have an offense and a defense. So, like, an offense Mount Rushmore. See, that would be better. That would and be that's better. where you're going to have Brady Rice, in my opinion, Walt, Walter Payton, and then maybe a Jim Brown, something like that. Okay, yeah. See, I like that a lot better. A lot better. And then on the defense, you're going to have Ed Reed, Palomalu. You're not going to put Ray Lewis because that would be just even a bigger scandal. Nice. <laughs> he was a killer, you know that? Absolute killer on the field. <laughs> I don't think it. I think it was not on film. I think that's part of the part of the deal. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, these are hard. I think. Yeah, I think I'm slowly starting to agree with you when it comes to the Mount Rushmore. What's the third major sport? I mean, baseball is so ruined by this whole. I mean, is it college uh, football? Is that the third major sport? Probably, yeah. So the same guys that are on <laughs> the NFL Mount Rushmore, but in different jerseys, pretty much. Well, okay, but like, what if you just did like their college careers? I feel like it'd be totally different. Yeah, it'd be Joe, like Tim Tebow. No, Joe Burrow just blew up the entire mountain into like his face. That's probably true. Joe Burrow, like, Bo Jackson, like a Reggie Bush in there. Yeah, Reggie Bush. Yeah, I like he, that. He, he could find a way in there. What about like J.J. Watt? Uh, was he that good in college? He was all right. Uh, what's uh, Jadavian Clowney for the one hit? Oh, yeah. Michigan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Dominic He was oh, in the yeah. Heisman. And Wasn't Nebraska. he like – didn't he finish like third or something stupid like yeah, that? Charles Woodson. I think he actually won the Heisman, right? Is yeah, Charles Woodson. There you go. I like it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some ways to do it. Anyway, just to uh, give everybody a reminder that's listening in, um, we are about seven minutes out from that code word that I promised you guys on social media. So go ahead and just hang tight through the next segment. I promise you it's coming right up. I'm super excited to see which uh, photos come up for you on Google. So, again, we are now six minutes, 45 seconds out. Hang tight. Charles, back to you. All right, we're going to go ahead and talk about our Madden ratings. Madden ratings have been in the news like crazy lately since they screwed over Zach Ertz and made him the seventh best tight end or something. 
So let's go ahead and talk about your Madden rating in everyday things. Like, let's start off with treatment of frontline staff at two-star restaurants. T, what are, what's your Madden rating? We're going to talk about your overall, your tip, your conversation, and your order preparation. How prepared you are to order when they come up. So this one, I'm going to give myself a little bit higher rating because I've actually been a frontline staff at a two-star restaurant. Overall, I think that I am a pretty hard 97. I think that would be really difficult for you to try to find somebody who's better um, at this than I am. I really go above and beyond. When it comes to the tip, I'm a hard 99. Like I over tip as much as I possibly can, unless the staff like says something about it. I don't know why that bothers me so much, but it does. When it comes to conversation, I'm like an 85-year-old. Like, I'll talk to them about the most random things, and they seemingly enjoy it. Like, I don't know if they actually do. Like, maybe they just kind of, I don't know, appease me for some reason or another, probably for that 99-level tip that they're about to get. Um, and then order preparation is where I lag a little bit. Um, I would give myself a 91 um, because I ask stupid questions like, oh, how, how is that uh, prepared? Like, how is that sauce mixed? Um, what are your salad dressings? And then they name all of them off and then I order ranch anyway. Uh, I know I'm terrible at that, but overall 97, pretty decent. I like it. Yeah. Uh, what's the lowest possible rating in Madden? I don't really know Madden that well. It's like 65, right? Something like that. Uh, no, that I think right. you can get a 41. 41. Okay. All the way down there. All right. Well, I'm probably like in the seventies then if it's all the way down at 40. Uh, not because my tipping game is actually pretty high. Uh, I think everybody thinks it is, but I usually tip at like a two-star restaurant. I'm probably tipping close to 50% a lot of times, uh, maybe 100% if it's a small enough bill. Um, I actually tip worse at the fancier restaurants because I can see all the other people around me are going to be taking care of that wait staff. But when I'm the only person in a dump, I feel like I have to, you know, keep food on that person's table or at least keep their lights on. So that's how that's working. Conversation is where things go downhill for me. You can ask <laughs> my wife. I am the most awkward human being maybe in the history of the world when it comes to interacting with professionals. Uh, I have my own Canadian accent that just forces its way out. And that brings us to order preparation. If you've ever asked somebody if there's a house dressing, at a Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty know bad. How bad I am at order preparation. So yeah, that's uh, that's why I'm down there at the seventies. So I like to think I'm appreciated, but that's probably just for the tip. Nice, Matt. What about you? So actually, I looked it up. Um, the lowest rating on Madden Twenty is to Zach Wood of the New Orleans Saints. He's a long snapper, got a rating of 36. Oh. Just in case you were wondering. Um, at a two-star restaurant, though, I'm going to have to give myself like a 70, maybe, maybe a 65. I mean, I'm going to go 70 just because the tip's typically good. The conversation is average at best. But my order preparation, crisp 99. Easy money. I'm a creature of habit. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. I'm ready to roll. I can live with that. Nice. What about returning shopping carts at the store? Uh, let's hear your overall, your speed, your accuracy, and of course, the most important, your throw power. T, why don't you lead us off? 
I have to give myself another strong rating for this just because I judge people on a deep personal level if they don't return their shopping cart. I don't care what you look like, uh, you know, really anything about you. If you don't return your shopping cart, I hate you, like, to the core. Um, for this, I would have to give myself an overall rating of 92. Um, when it comes to the 92, speed is what gets me. Like, it's more of like a, like, just like a nice casual, just like stroll back to the, you know, back over to the cart storage. Accuracy, I'm pretty decent, but at the same time, if it's rainy outside, I kind of just like throw it to the side, like, you know, make that person at Target have to bend over freaking wipe it off in the rain like there's mud all over it and then the sanitizer like napkin is just like balled up like inside of it still and then um throw power hard 99 like i could probably hit that bad boy like from across the parking lot 100 yards no question nice matt what about you yeah i'm giving myself i am patrick mahomes when it comes to returning shopping carts okay that's a fact i have never not returned a shopping cart and you can check me on that um speed is crisp it's clean it's to the point it gets done accuracy i never miss the slot if you know what i'm saying and the throw power i uh, am known for chucking it and turning around and walking away no looker just like patty mahomes uh so we have gone over your game film and it looks like you are telling the truth so uh congratulations excellent yeah uh yeah so for me, the shopping carts category is kind of like the uh, – it's like the blocking category on a long snapper or like, I don't know, maybe like if you look at the long snapper's passing numbers, like it's just pointless. There's not really a reason for it to be there because here's my thing. I try to avoid using a shopping cart when I go shopping. I'm that guy who you see who has like a box of cereal and then 16 items stacked on top of it for whatever reason. Because I always think I'm getting one thing and then I wind up getting a bunch of other stuff. That's me, I'd say 75% of the time. And then you can ask my wife about the other part, uh, that other 25%. If I've got a shopping cart, I leave it in the store right before I get out every single time. I never take it out to the car because I don't want to deal with it. So I just, I, I grab all my shopping bags, I carry them out to the car, I put them in the trunk, I leave. That cart just stays right at the entryway, right where you get it. Next person, it's already pulled out for them most of the time. A lot of times people will just take it from me before it was like hazardous and they could die from it. So nowadays I, I put it at the back of the line so it'll get sanitized. But yeah, it really just doesn't apply to me that often. So I'd say my overall is probably really bad because my speed and accuracy, I mean, I'll be honest, my accuracy is pretty high. I used to play some, uh, some good old shopping cart mini golf in the Walmart parking lot when I was a teenager. So my accuracy is pretty good. My throw power is all right. But yeah, this just doesn't happen enough for it to matter. So my overall is probably like a 56. I totally see you as the guy too, who like leaves it right there at the entrance and makes the stupid joke. Oh yeah, I left some gas in it for you as you're walking out. <laughs> 38 bags. Uh, as long if as I was the guy that, that keeps before, it in I will be now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as long as you're dude that not the guy that keeps it in a stall and blocks a parking space. Yeah. That's literally that's the worst. No, the worst are when you go to like Lowe's or whatever and it has clear indications that says like weird carts in this lane and then shopping carts in the other one and you just throw them both wherever you want. It's terrible. Like if you're going to take the time to actually return the cart, 
and then make it harder for everyone else to actually, you know, put their cards back, you are the worst kind of person in the world. You know, people Agreed. like them, it's it's no wonder we're in a pandemic with those kind of people out there. Yeah. Like Sean. Nice. <laughs> Wait, where is he? I don't know. Something about a camera crew from California and filming a bunch of movies. I wasn't paying attention. All I know is I saw him with a black couch in the back of his truck. It was super weird, but what do I know? What do you do? All right, so let's go back to Madden ratings on everyday things. Uh, Matt, what about dropping a deuce? Yeah, this one I'm, uh, I'm definitely falling behind on. I'm probably like a 65, mainly because of efficiency. I tend to take my time, you know, efficiency, take my time. Uh, consistency, I don't know if that includes like regularity because it could happen at any time on any day. Who knows? I'm not regular at all. I'm going to give myself a 65. Very nice, T. I am probably the Jameis Winston of dropping a deuce. Like, you don't know if it's going to happen at my house. You don't know if it's going to happen, like, at somebody else's house. Like, it is, like, overall 65. Like, it's just bad news. Like, consistency. You never know, like I said. Um, I mean, also, like, when it comes to pressure, like, if I am, like, anywhere, like, a public restroom – or there's like just a sense that there's like another person that's around. Like I just crumble. Like there's no way that I can perform. So overall, like it's just bad. It's just bad news. Like I'd say best case scenario. Maybe I am a 36. Who knows? Probably 36. Very nice. I'm going to go ahead and give myself like maybe a 65. I'm a dad pooper. I'll be honest. Like sometimes, especially when, you know, daycares were closed and I was with my son 24 seven there were times where I would just lock him out of the bathroom and just take a break. And so I'd tell my wife, like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta go drop a deuce. Then I just, you know, that'd be my chance to catch up on the news of the day, play a little, a uh, little bit of some games on my phone. You say candy Watch crush. a little keeping up with the Kardashians. No, I haven't. I haven't had Candy Crush on my phone for quite some time. I saw. I saw too many marriages ruined when I was on the uh, the old front runner train in in Utah. Marriages ah. ruined. Yeah. Okay. We'll do a quick aside. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna push back the secret word. Uh, it will be coming up in about twenty five minutes. So here's just a real quick story. Again, twenty five minutes. Uh, it'll be coming right up. So when I was on the train one morning. <laughs> This lady comes up and she's bawling her eyes out and the lady next to her says, what's going on? And she says, well, last night, my husband said, you play that game all the time. It's me or the game. And I couldn't believe he made me choose like that. And she said, wait, so are you sad because you don't get to play the game anymore? And she says, no, I'm not keeping him around if he gives me that kind of ultimatum. And then another lady, shortly thereafter, probably in the same week, she's on the phone with her husband screaming at him that it's her money too because she had run up like a $4,000 bill buying like extra lives on Candy Crush. That is, that is literally the most insane story I've ever heard and the most ridiculous at the same time. But when I think of Front Runner in Utah – it doesn't that means me. expectations. Yeah, yeah, I've got worse, obviously. But we're going to keep moving. So 
Next stop up, using a four-way stop. We're looking for your overall score, your awareness, reaction time, and, of course, your tackle strength. Matt, you start us off. Yeah, I'm going to go a little high on this one, too. I'm going to give myself a 90, mainly because I am a professional driver. So that just, you know, takes me up a little bit. But uh, as far as all the categories go, awareness, I always know who's supposed to go first. Whether they do or not, that's another story. Uh, reaction time, if it is my turn, I will go, whether you're in the way or not. And tackle speed, well, I drive a semi-truck, so let's just let that speak for itself. I'd say that's accurate. T, what about you? What's your four-way stop score? So there's a four-way stop on my way to work that I take every single day. There was actually one on my at my last job as well, coincidentally. Um, I would give myself overall a 73. Um, awareness is 99. I know exactly how those things work. However, if there is just one person that even moves their car an inch after coming to a complete stop, it throws off everything for me. Like I will start questioning, like I completely forget how to drive. Um, like I like move into the intersection, I will reverse back out. Like I'm just all over the place. So not very good, 73 for me. Yeah, I'm like an 85 overall. Uh, my awareness is pretty good. It's probably like an 80. Uh, I know all the rules, but I have a really hard time telling who got where first. And I'm just a really defensive driver. So when I get there, I'm just like, I'm always nervous somebody else. I've had enough people run stop signs right in front of me that I'm just always like, are they going to like, is this person actually going to stop as they're coming up? Or are they just going to keep blowing through that kind of thing? Uh, my reaction time's not great. It's probably like a 70, so that weighs me down a little bit. But my tackle strength's pretty strong. I've been in like four wrecks, and most of them are totals. So <laughs> <laughs> I like those numbers. That brings us to the last one, which is your overall parenting score. This includes subcategories of other people's kids, pets, and your kicking accuracy. I'll go ahead and lead the way. So my parenting score is probably like, okay, wait, I have to think if Jillian's going to listen. Probably not. Like a 65. <laughs> I'm probably like a 65. Uh, with other people's kids, I'll go ahead and give myself an 80. Uh, the big deduction there happening when a, uh, a child that we used to babysit grabbed first some scissors, and then when I was putting the scissors away, pulled a knife out of our, uh, our knife block. So that was my big failure. That's why other people's kids is cut down to an 80. Other than those two incidents, I'd say that uh, that little girl adored me and we were best friends. Uh, my pet score is probably, I don't know, like a, a 75. My dog likes me a lot. He's always about following me around and, and hanging out. I take him to the park every night and throw the Frisbee with him. And my kicking accuracy is uh it's really up there i'm great at catching my son when he would roll off of things before he'd hit the ground uh, i've got that you know that foot to eye coordination i've stopped a lot of things from breaking that he's pulled off of the counters i've uh you know kept him from getting in the fridge while i was pulling stuff out to make dinner uh using my foot so i'd say my kicking accuracy is probably like a 90 uh, so I'm not going to mention why my parenting overall is down at 65, considering in those three categories, I did okay. But yeah, there we are. <laughs> nice. Nice. Matt, what about you? I mean, I'm the only one here not a parent, so I'll just do my best here. And I'm going to go with about a 67 overall. 
Uh, other people's kids tend to tend to like me for the most part. I mean, you know, the only one I really have is little nephew Ez, and he's my homie. Um, pets, I'm a great parent to my pets. So that, that that's up there. That's probably like a crisp 75, 80. I feed them. I take care of them. They love me. Uh, kicking accuracy, I'm just going to – I don't know. I've never had the opportunity. So I think that that's just kind of a, like an N.A., that's why I'm going to give myself a 67. Pretty good. Pretty good. Higher than mine. Um, parenting skills overall, I'm going to go with a solid 59. 59 is just that right number for me when it comes to other people's kids. Guess what? I am a step parent. So this is technically other people's kids if you really think about it. But they live in my house. I take really, really good care of them. So I will give other people's kids just for that. Probably like a 90. A 90. Pretty good. I go above and beyond for these. When it comes to pets, though, that's where my score gets dragged down. Um, little information about me. So I worked at a treatment center for teens for quite some time. And one of the really cool policies, and I say really cool because I thought it was really cool when I first started working there, um, but people were allowed to bring their dog to work every single day. Super awesome. Um, and then after six months of, you know, like everybody's dog, like just taking giant craps in my classroom or just peeing all over the floor or, you know, dogs that were fixed coming into my classroom um, and like the kids looking at me and be like, why is Moose's balls in the classroom? Like what is going on right now? Like it got really, really annoying. So I stopped caring about pets. Um, if I have a pet, I care about that pet quite a bit. If it's your pet, honestly, I probably don't care about it at all. So that one, probably 36. And then kicking accuracy, it depends on how far I'm kicking somebody else's pet. So that's how I get to the 59 number. Very nice. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and hit to our, uh, our commercial break. As soon as the commercial break is over, in about 45 minutes, we will be giving out the secret <laughs> code word. So pay attention to that. So here we go. Do you really love sports? And when I say really love sports, I mean not really sports at all, but just the same four conversations around sports all the time, over and over again. Do you have a loose understanding of what the word debate means and are okay with people using it liberally as long as two or more people wind up yelling at each other? Are you super into listening to people argue about MJ and LeBron one more time every time that LeBron wins a close game or loses an important one? Are the Dallas Cowboys the only fan base you care about, whether you love them or hate them? Do you have a crush on Stephen A. Smith? If you said yes to literally every question here, then you should be watching First Take, ESPN's flagship program for some reason, even though if you watch one episode after a LeBron game or a Cowboys loss, you have literally seen them all. First Take, embrace a very loose definition of debate. And we're back. What a great ad. What a great ad. And remember, guys, we are 17 minutes out from that code word as promised. So please stick around. I know you guys have just been chomping at the bit to know, what is it I have to Google? Uh, do I have to use an incognito tab on my phone or not? Stay tuned. It's coming right up. Posting the wrong picture will get you blocked, put on an NSA watch list, 
and a travel ban to 37 countries though. So pay close attention, make sure the spelling and punctuation match exactly, or you will find yourself in Guantanamo Bay. But that's not right now. Right now, we're gonna talk about our newest segment that will only last one episode, and that is What's New with the Crew? where we're going to tell you what we've been up to since the last time an episode aired 37 years ago. T, what's new with you? I have just been adjusting to the new normal. And when I say the new normal, I don't mean COVID related. I mean the new normal of dumb sports podcasts blowing up. I would like to say that I've just been doing my usual snapping necks and cashing checks. But since the podcast has started to gain uh, fans and increase in popularity, Everybody's been trying to get up in my slacks. I cannot go anywhere without having people just like ask me like, oh, are you, are you T from Dumpsport? You look like the guy from the pit. No, like I'm just a guy not returning a shopping cart. I played you all on that matting rating. I'm terrible at just kidding. Um, yeah, no, it's just been pretty boring actually. Um, yeah, just kind of just waiting around until season, season two was going to start and here we are. So we're back. Very nice. Matt, what about you? Well, um, I mean, normally I don't really talk about this kind of stuff unless it's with my therapist. And but you know, I'm I'm kind of ready to open up a little bit and get get some things out there. I've been I've been no my- no no not here. Yeah, we don't care about that. All right, so I've been sitting. You know, I've got a lot on my plate. I've been writing two books. I've been writing three research articles. Uh, I put in a new floor, but more than anything. I've been sitting in my dark corner typing out dumb sports episode outlines only to be shot down as every time I said, hey, guys, you ready to record tonight? Everybody said, no, Charles, I've got more important stuff going on. No, Charles, I have a family to take care of. No, Charles, (laughs) my life doesn't revolve around a podcast that brings me zero income and for some reason takes 20 hours a week of my time. That's all I keep hearing from people. So that's what I've been doing, sitting there, planning my revenge. And by revenge, I mean this episode. Matt, you can talk again. Matt? You muted him again. No, I unmuted him. All right. Matt okay, I'm back. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. No, it's okay. I'll just, I'll just keep to myself. Okay, great. That would make all of our listeners more happy. So let's go ahead and move on to the most poisonous athletes and their Disney villain counterparts. Let's start off with Jamal Adams. T, who you got? Jamal Adams really bothers me. um, And I'm going to label him the stepmother from Cinderella. Um, It's a pretty, I mean, pretty recognizable movie. I mean, I think we can all think back to that mean stepmother. And at the same time, I mean, who even are you? I mean, the character's name is Stepmother. Like, you can check that in Wikipedia, which is the most reliable source of information. Jamal Adams has done almost nothing in the league. That's more accurate than saying that he's on his way to the Hall of Fame or anything like that. I think he's a pretty decent talent. Um, But then at the same time, like, I don't know why he thinks that he can just go around asking for trades like he's Odell Beckham Jr. or something like that. I think he probably just needs to shut up and play the game. Um, I mean, they had some pretty prominent wins last year. I think that the team is actually on the up. 
I think that you should probably just gamble on the team you're already on, especially with Tom Brady out of that division. So just shut up, just play the game, just wait for that rookie contract to be up, and then move when you're a free agent. Or, you know, the Jets, they're probably not going to pick up his fifth-year option because they're stupid. So just wait it out. You're going to be fine. You only have one more year, so let's see. Yeah, I got nothing on Jamal Adams. I just really hope – Oh, I got it. I got a great one. Too much money. But, yeah, Matt, go ahead. Yeah, Jamal Adams is Lotso the Bear from Toy Story 3 because he thinks he can just come in here like anybody's going to care about him. When uh, The movie's about Buzz Lightyear and Sheriff Woody. Like, get out of here, bro. Lotso the Bear. Is Woody a sheriff? sheriff I thought he was Woody. a deputy. Sheriff Woody. Oh. Well, there we go. He's the rootinest, tootinest cowboy. Facts. Uh, all right, next up, Hope Solo. I have no idea why Hope Solo is on this list of Disney Yeah, this one's you, Charles, part. brother. I got nothing for this one, too. Because Hope Solo is a is, – she's a heroine. She is Mulan. She is probably the most incredible female athlete this country has ever seen. You know what? I want to throw another challenge flag. First challenge flag of season two, Hope Solo is greater than Simone Biles. There we go. It's on record again. We're bringing it back Get out of here. Solo is, I bet, let's see what happens if they get in a fight. I feel like Simone Biles would get abused. Are we talking about soccer? No, we're right, talking Charles. about Hope Solo, Charles, Charles, who's a villain for attacking her poor cousin, I think. Actually, I better not say any of this. I don't want to get sued. But I remember there being an alleged attack by someone who's allegedly related to Hope Solo and who allegedly got the crap beat out of them. Allegedly. Allegedly, she got super drunk and also abused a cop or assaulted a cop. But if anything, I think if you party that hard, you make it on my birthday invite list. So I'm sending her an invitation. Done and done. Yeah, I feel like uh, if I had to name one person, I'm going with uh, the Shadow Man from... uh, from the princess and the frog because i think she was just in that that whole team just trying to steal the spotlight from alex morgan and the rest of the team who actually mattered that team's been just fine since hope solo left but they lose alex morgan that team would have been struggling a lot sooner that's fair she was sucking the fame and the the souls out of the rest of her teammates and then using it to get drunk and beat people up and that's a villain in the Disney world. I mean, T probably like, it's probably got an altar to her somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is Odell Beckham Jr. Nice. I got, um, I got the queen of hearts for Odell. Very flashy. Very, um, this is who I am. Pay attention to me. I'm going to do what I want. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard to argue that. I would have to say that Odell Beckham is more of a Jafar for me. Uh, Jafar is my favorite villain, um, mainly because Aladdin is my favorite Disney movie. Uh, But Odell Beckham is an absolute sorcerer, wizard, whatever Jafar is. Like, that guy makes some catches sometimes that, like, I'm, like, pretty shocked by. But then at the same time, he's also an absolute poison to, you know, wherever he is. Um, Like, if he played on my team, I don't know how I'd feel about him. I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't know if I would want him, 
but I mean, I, I like, I, I love to hate him. I guess that's the way that I'll say it. Like he's, he's kind of cool, but he also kind of sucks. Fair, fair. So I'm going to go with a guy from Pinocchio whose name is Honest John. You might know him as the fox that tricked all the kids into going out and, uh, you know, he's out there hustling, you know, doing what he got to do. And I think that's, uh, that's where Odell's at. If I'm not mistaken, I haven't seen Pinocchio in a long time, but isn't the fox the one who sends them to that creepy island where they uh, you know, can, like, smoke cigars and gamble and turn into donkeys? Exactly. I believe so. Yeah, so that, that's who I've got. Because um, I feel like Odell, if he wasn't the fox, he'd be one of those kids, potentially, after those pictures emerged from, uh, from Paris. <laughs> yeah that's uh that's my take on odell very nice uh what about baker mayfield t he is definitely gaston from beauty and the beast um he like parties harder than he does anything else gaston really doesn't do anything during the movie like when it comes to villain like i mean like what he does he do he does something to the beast but then at the same time it's like you were never really worried about him like baker mayfield like wow, he's going to come out of He's going to blow the doors off the league. He's going to go six and 10 and we're all going to be super surprised. But now it's Baker Mayfield. I mean, I'd be more afraid of him if he was like at a house party, uh, but on the football field, I mean, that's probably the guy that you like, you know, you get a limousine to have him show up at the stadium. That's how bad he is at football. Like you want him on Sunday on the other side of the field. Nice. Yep. 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 That is why I chose uh, Darla from Finding Nemo. Just crying all the time, killing all the fish. Mm. Straight up, nobody likes you. Wow. She kind of scares me too, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Hades because I feel like Hades is supposed to be this this powerful dude, right? Like he's the – the ruler of the underworld, the god of death. Like, that should be intimidating. It should bring a lot of power. Yet, when he gets surrounded by titans, by a ton of talent, you know, it looked like he was making some moves. But then nothing. Just falls short of the finish line. Doesn't actually contribute at all. Depends on what's around him to do everything. And so I feel like he's got, you know, his titans and Miles Garrett, uh, Nick Chubb, uh, Odell, Jarvis Landry, like he's got, he's got the Titans around him, but he's just like Hades. He's not doing anything. He's just kind of showing up, hoping everything goes well. Yeah. That was the most accurate truth bomb that has been said on this episode. I like it. Tip of the cap. What about DeMarcus Cousins, Matt? Yeah, he is um, Syndrome from The Incredibles. Hmm. Yep. Just, you know, he tries really hard to be relevant, but he just fails over and over and over again. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I like that, actually. T? I'm going to go with Shun Yu from Mulan. Um, they both have, they're both balding, both very large men. Um, for some reason, I just really, really, like, like the the line from Mulan, like, now all of China knows you're here. For some reason, I think of that every time I look at DeMarcus Cousins, anytime he does anything. Um, he kind of just sucks. 
like shun you though. I have nothing more to say. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually like syndrome. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Matt's on that. Syndrome's pretty pretty solid. Uh, what about Yasiel Puig? T, I'll start with you this time. I'm gonna go with King Louis from the Jungle Book. Um, not really a villain, kind of just a foreigner who's trying to be like everybody else, but is doing a really really bad job of it. Um, I kind of wish he would just play the game. I'm interested to see how this whole Atlanta deal works out. Um, if I'm not mistaken, um, that deal was off because he tested positive for the Rona. Um, so we'll see where he ends up. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but, you know, just just swing the bat, just play some defense. Like, you'll be all right. Just don't, don't do too much. Yeah, I don't really have anybody for this one, so I'm just going to shoot it straight to Charles. So if you've ever seen the movie Tarzan, you know that the big bad guy is, of course, the British dude who wants to go kill the gorillas. But the first bad guy in the movie is a jaguar that killed Tarzan's parents. But I think that's Yasiel Puig. I mean, he's not really a bad guy. He's just kind of doing what he does. You know, he's not trying to hurt anybody. He's just out here like, oh, I hear a baby. I want to eat it. And Yasiel Puig's like, oh, there's somebody running around, you know, second base. I want to throw the ball all the way home every single time. Or like, oh, I hit the ball. I want to go to third. You know, that's who he is. And so I, that's why I think he's whatever that Jaguar's name was in, uh, in Tarzan. Nice. All right, the last one, the most poisonous athlete, isn't actually the athlete themselves, but their wife, Miko Grimes. You might remember Miko Grimes from when she fought everyone on Twitter. And I'm not sure if she still does or not, but she actually cost her husband money and got him moved from Miami to Tampa. So basically, well, not a bad spot right now. Uh, let's hear about it. T, who's Miko Grimes? Miko Grimes is Madame Medusa from the original Rescuers movie. Uh, I just think Madame Medusa, I'm just like, gosh, like, I cannot stand that person. Super dirty, like, has a dirty mouth and is just getting people into trouble, sending little girls down wells. And, like, just don't. Like, just don't. Just stop. Please go away. But what do I know? Maybe I'm just dumb. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about her as well. That's why I gave her Ursula. Just because every time she comes on the screen, you're just like, just go away. Just leave these poor people alone. Nobody likes you. Just stop. Yeah, I was thinking Cruella DeVille, right? Because she's just like all up in everybody's business. And she just kept to herself. Yeah, she'd still be a villain, but nobody would really care that much. But it's because she has to be in other people's business that everybody hates her. And didn't Madame Medusa or whatever, didn't she, uh, wasn't she the founder of Wayfair? <laughs> the company that sells children? Oh, allegedly. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, if Reddit said so, then it has to be true, right? Yeah. They're I mean, they, got, they got the Boston, Boston bomber thing, right? Mm, not bad. Not I bad. Could, yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Uh, so let's see. We've got, what, another six minutes, and then we're going to be revealing the contest ad. So just hang in there for six minutes. Now I'll go ahead and pass it to D. Take it away. All righty. So you've been waiting for the contest ad, so we're going to go ahead and jump into that. Um, I've been mentioning it. 
um, over social media all week. I know you guys have been waiting anxiously to hear what the code word is. Remember, you need to like us on Facebook. You need to follow us on Instagram. I'm going to give you the code word right now, and then you need to go to Google, Google a photo of that code word, tag us in a post on one of those two platforms, and then you will be entered to win dinner for two at our favorite restaurant. The code word that you have all been waiting for is jockstrap. Again, that is jockstrap. So go ahead and Google a photo of a jockstrap. We don't care what it looks like. Tag us in a post, and then we will draw names in the next how many days, Charles, did we decide? Three days. Then three days you have, <laughs> and we will let you guys. Give him at least a week. No. Okay. Uh, we'll say next episode. A week. There we go. Done and done. So seven days until July 29th. Actually, July 30th. You have until July 30th. Maybe. Anyway, back to Charles. All right, so our final segment today is a little thing we like to call QBs and cars. Just like you don't want to go spend $50,000 on a lemon and get stuck paying for it for the rest of your life for no reason. You don't want to get stuck with a lemon in the NFL like Joe Flacco and have him ruin seven years of your franchise's existence just because you got stuck paying him the whole time because he led you to one Super Bowl. So we're going to go ahead and talk about some quarterbacks and what car they compare with best. Let's go ahead and get started. T, what car is Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers is a Kia Optima. On the outside, it's really, really flashy. People are still talking about it like it's cool, but guess what? It was cool about six years ago when Blake Griffin jumped over it in the dunk contest. It's not that cool anymore. Aaron Rodgers is pretty average, um, much like a Kia Optima. I really don't see the Packers doing much. Um, I do think that they got super lucky making it to the NFC Championship last year, and then they played a real team, and they got absolutely wrecked much like a Kia Optima would in any sort of race any sort of car accident I don't like Aaron Rodgers if you can tell very nice Matt yeah I compared him to a Corvette just because I felt like you know the Corvette's always been like really good but it's never quite the best of the best you know been around for a little while it's been good but at the same time nobody really like is like yo my dream car is a Corvette just not really the way it is but it's still pretty good see i'm gonna go completely opposite direction i'm gonna go with a dodge viper and that's because depending on which model of the viper you can get these stats that are just unrealistic like they're just super crazy i think uh if you get the twin turbo you can get like 1400 brake horsepower out of the viper and that's just nuts the thing is it doesn't matter because it doesn't get much done. Like the Viper is not out there winning any races. It's not out there, you know, crushing Le Mans. It's, it's just, I mean, it's great, but it's just not getting the job done at the end of the day. Nobody's saying, Oh yeah, the best car ever Dodge Viper. So that's why I think it's Aaron Rodgers because despite him having some amazing statistical years, his touchdown interception ratio is still insane. He's just not, I mean, nobody's saying like, oh, I'd rather have a Dodge Viper than, you know, a, a Lamborghini, even still. So there you go. 
I like Moving it. Moving on, Patrick Mahomes. Matt, get us started. Patrick Mahomes is a Bugatti. He's just he's just the best of the best. You can't go wrong there, no matter what. It's super expensive. You're going to pay for it, but you're going to get what you pay for. T? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with, with Matt. Whatever you think the best car brand is, that's what Patrick Mahomes is. Um, I, I think the dude's absolutely incredible. I have a really hard time um, knocking him when it comes to anything. I mean – Again, like I'd be pretty happy to ride in anybody's favorite car, whether it be a Bugatti, you know, a Maybach, a Ferrari. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes is pretty awesome. I hate that he plays in the same division as my favorite team. I'd probably root for him pretty hard if he didn't. Um, much like I kind of hate when people have like super awesome cars and don't let me ride in them. Um, but he's great. I mean, I really, I can't say enough good things about the dude. Like he is whatever your favorite car is for sure. See, I'm going to go with a Ford GT for a couple of reasons. Number one is legacy, right? His dad was a professional athlete, then he comes through, gets that upbringing, being around professional sports, so it's in his blood. Number two, you can actually just use him as an every-down quarterback. He's just doing a lot of different things. Really, he doesn't have a ton of weaknesses. He's not perfect. A lot of people ignore, you know, some of his over-the-middle throws are a little sloppy sometimes he's inaccurate when he's uh, throwing to the outside that kind of thing but he makes up for it when it matters he goes and he sweeps Lamont like he's he's that car that everybody's like oh wow so that thing that thing can get the job done he's just you know he's what everybody wants out of a quarterback some dude who can he can take you from being down 28 to the Patriots with one of the best defenses of all time and get you to overtime, even if you lose because you don't get a shot. Next up, Lamar Jackson. T, take us away. Cadillac Escalade. Um, I mean, you know, all cars, you know, as you've said before, Charles, you drive them off a lot. They depreciate. Lamar Jackson, I just see just going straight downhill. Like, looks really cool right now. We'll see what that value is in the next five years. I honestly think he's going to be one of the, you know, supporters or people that we have to support when it comes to black quarterback syndrome. I honestly think he's out of the league in the next seven years. He almost made me change my mind when it comes to scrambling quarterbacks. And then I saw that Tennessee game in the playoffs, and he looked like hot garbage. I really am not a fan. Um, I think it's just the next next gimmick, much like Cam Newton in that Super Bowl against Denver. I mean, again, I love Cam Newton, but I'm realistic. Um, It just doesn't work. I don't ever see it working. Um, You have the guys that everybody tries to compare Lamar to, like Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes. But those guys are pretty elite passers. And, I mean, although they do have their flaws as well, I just don't see Lamar doing much anywhere else. I mean, he's in a system right now that is tailor-made to him. Um, Harbaugh has rolled the dice on this guy, and it's worked out a little bit. They've had some success. But I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb. I don't see I don't see the Ravens winning 11 games this year. I really don't. I think they're probably going to get wrecked in the playoffs pretty early too. But I could be wrong. We'll see. That's true. Matt? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Land Rover. Uh, you can send it really hard. It's really cool. But once it breaks down, you're totally screwed. Charles? Yeah, I like Land Rover. Uh, they're notorious for rolling, especially the early editions. It's a pretty expensive thing, so it's going to cost you a little bit of money. And, you know, you can lose it all in one instant if you uh, take a turn too hard. So, yeah, that's uh, – I'm right there with you with Lamar Jackson. Uh, moving on, Cam Newton. 
I'll go ahead and start with Cam Newton. So my thing with Cam Newton is I think he's like when you buy a salvaged Tesla. So you buy it salvaged and you're hoping like, okay, I know there's some, you know, some past damage here, but if I can, you know, fix it up, maybe repair or tweak a couple things, then I can go ahead and get this incredible vehicle that tons of people want at a fraction of the normal cost. And if it doesn't work out, then yeah, I paid a little bit of money for the salvage vehicle, but I can still, you know, sell it for parts if I have to. So yeah, so that's, uh, that's why I think Cam is. Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, a Subaru STI for Cam because it's like, oh, that's what everybody wants. But then when you actually get it, you're like, oh, I actually just wanted an all-wheel drive car, not necessarily this one. And you move on. Nice. I think I think my take is kind of a combination of what you guys have said. I mean, I, I absolutely love Cam Newton. I loved him in college, and I'll always – have a special place for him in my heart, but I, it's not necessarily the car when it comes to Cam Newton. I think it's who bought the car that makes me worried. I mean, even though he may be a car with the salvage title, I'm super worried um, because it's kind of like a person that you love and respect bought this salvage car and you want to talk trash on the car, but you're like, oh, this person who is really smart that I really, really respect got this car and I, I, I don't know what to do about this. Like, let's just see what happens do i think that new england is going to win the division with him Ooh, i don't know well like i mean again that division i think is wide open we'll see um but i'm really really just interested to see what he does there i don't know all right what about dak prescott yeah i did uh i compared him to a lambo because it's just an extremely expensive car that isn't necessarily that great performance wise like there's definitely much better out there for that kind of money and uh, yeah that was my reasoning there hmm. T? I, I really like that a lot i guess if i had to label dak i would say that he's a hyundai sonata and it's not that there's anything wrong with the hyundai sonata because i think that that bad boy comes with a really really good warranty as do all Hyundais, might I, might I add. Um, but I don't know if I want to be married to it for that long. Like, I just can't see myself, like, driving a Hyundai. Um, I mean, I think that Dak has really, really underperformed with the talent that's been around him. It's basically the equivalent of putting, like, a twin turbo or something in a Hyundai and then, like, only driving it, you know, two blocks down the street. Like, it's just not – it just doesn't make any sense. I don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, I like Matt's comparison as well, but he's just, he, he's okay. Like he is just all right for me. Yeah. See, I think he is like a BMW Z4, like a roadster, but as a lease right now, because basically, you know, he's got the hype. He's got some stats that, that people can point to, to argue that it's worth the money. But at the same time, if you go ahead and you try and lease that, you're going to go one or two years and the price is going to go up and you're going to be like, holy crap, why am I paying $1,300 a month for this thing? I either should have just bought it and had my payments be lower or I should never have got into it in the first place. And that's what I think is going to happen with Dak. Like next year, once Patrick Mahomes salary cap hit hits, uh, the franchise tag on quarterbacks is going to be insane. So there's no way that the Cowboys can go ahead and hit him with a second franchise tag. 
And so I feel like leasing him this year might be okay, but you're going to wind up having to pay him next year and he's going to get more leverage, not you. That's true. I think they kind of screwed himself or themselves. They probably should have just tried to do whatever they could to get this deal done. But I also think that Jerry Jones is going to have his pick of a few quarterbacks that are going to be out there on the market. I mean, we'll see how some of those guys perform this year. Uh, one of them being the next guy that we're going to talk about, which is Derek Carr. Um, Matt, what would you go? What would you say when it comes to Derek Carr? Derek Carr is a good old fashioned Chevy truck. Not super flashy, but he's all reliable. Easy as that. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mini Cooper because he was really hot for like one year, just like Mini Coopers were right after the Italian job came out. And then, you know, every once in a while, people would be like, oh, man, hey, look, it's a Mini Cooper. That looks cool. But nobody really wants it. Like if you could once you actually own a Mini Cooper, you're like, oh, yeah, maybe I should get a real car like, you know, something better than this. And so I feel like that's where Derek Carr is. I think everybody who has him right now, Raider Nation, I think just about everybody's like, man, it's cool that we have this guy who had that great year. And like, I saw the potential in that movie. But at the same time, they look at people who are driving a Patrick Mahomes or even a, a Lamar Jackson. They're like, that could be better than this Mini Cooper. And that's what I'm going to say. What about you, T? I agree a hundred percent. I think that that is, I mean, I think that's the majority of takes when it comes to most Raider fans. However, I am extremely biased, especially when it comes to Derek Carr. Derek Carr is my favorite person that is famous right now. Like in any genre, like, I mean, movie star, athlete, whatever it is, I would label Derek Carr as a Chrysler 300, which is also my favorite car. Um, when it comes to the Chrysler 300, I mean, and this is my same thing with Derek Carr. Um, people who drive Chrysler 300s act like they are driving Bentleys. They are they act like they drive Ferraris and they're the richest person in the world. When in reality, you I mean, there are definitely better cars out there. Like, let's be real. Like, there are the Patrick Mahomes of cars out there. Um, you know, you can get a Chrysler 300 for a pretty decent price now. Um, I know that I feel good with him. I mean, I think that I mean. In reality, like, I'm pretty fickle with things. I think that I've really, really supported the 300 and car for quite some time now. But if this bad boy breaks down one more time, I promise you, you will find me on another bandwagon. I don't know what that car is going to be, but I, I'm out. Like, I will break up with somebody before they break up with me, and I'm just not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it anymore. I love him. It's been great, but I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm hurt. I'm personally hurt deep down. Wow, you really went deep there. Next up, real. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Matt, who's Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins is a Honda Ridgeline. You thought <laughs> you were getting something great, and it was really cool for like a day, but it's really just a crappy truck. Okay. T? I think Kirk Cousins is the car that I drive. I think he's the Chrysler 200. Um, and you get the Chrysler 200 when you can't afford the Chrysler 300. Uh, Kirk Cousins has had a super stacked roster. I think that he is white Dak Prescott. I think that he had some Minnesota rosters um, that performed much better when Case Keenum was there. I mean, they went to – did they go to the NFC Championship? I can't remember um, if they did or not. Uh, Kirk Cousins hasn't done anything 
with the Minnesota roster. So again, similar to Derek Carr, I mean, like had some like pretty decent counting stats. I mean, it's okay. Um, I mean, there are definitely better cars out there, but not something that, I mean, I'm looking for an upgrade right now. So, I mean, send me your suggestions on Twitter, Facebook, whatever social media platform you, you love. Yeah, I already sent you a, a car recommendation the other day. Anyway, so uh, Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, is a Ford Mustang. And let me explain. Uh, so Ford Mustangs, in my opinion, have had good years and they've had bad years. And there's been some years that you look at it and you're like, holy crap, this thing is terrible. I really don't think anybody looks at the Mustang as the top of the line anymore. I think Camaros and Chargers are much more popular as far as the mid-range sports cars go. And the Mustang's just kind of a, it's like a, a niche group. Like there's people who grew up on it that think, oh yeah, that's, that's what I want. And I feel like that's where Kirk Cousins is at. I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's like a Geo Metro or anything like that. But he's, he's had some struggles. He's had some times where he could have made big plays and he didn't. Although I feel like last year he, uh, he put up some good numbers in some important games for the first time. So I don't know. But I, I definitely think uh, that's where I'd put him as uh, a Ford Mustang. Pretty expensive, but also has a pretty high – high floor not necessarily as high of a ceiling as some of the other guys uh and some years are always going to be better than other years i like it same and that brings us to our last tiny segment before we get out of here with you guys today uh which is mlb best bets baseball is returning tomorrow night i am super excited to have sports back um, we have a couple games um, that we will discuss. The first one being uh, the New York Yankees at the Washington Nationals. If you're trying to make a little bit of coin, we have some advice for you, even though we do not solicit bets or endorse gambling. Um, Matt, we have the Yankees minus 137 at the Nationals, who are plus 117 tomorrow. Who do you like in that matchup? Well, first of all, I fully endorse gambling. And uh, I will take the Nationals at home at a plus 117. Same. I like uh, Scherzer on the mound. I think that he is getting a little bit up there when it comes to age, but he also doesn't have to travel. Um, and then it's also a shortened season. I think that he's probably going to be just right there tomorrow night. I think they're going to get it done. Um, the Yankees heavily rely on hitting home runs. Um, they have for a couple years now. I see the Nationals getting it done, though, and a pretty dry game. I'm going to go ahead and say a 3-1 to one if I'm going to predict a score, but I'm going to take the Nationals plus 117. Charles, any thoughts? Yeah, I feel like AL teams have struggled against NL teams on the road over the last three years, if I'm not mistaken. So I think uh, going with the Nationals is better money, better action on your money. Might as well go that way. I like it. Uh, second game, um, we have the Giants plus 255 at the Dodgers, who are minus 310. Um, I also want to mention the spread in this game, which is always minus a run and a half. And those odds are minus 150. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, give me the Dodgers at the minus one and a half at minus 150. They're at home. I feel like they're going to get it done convincingly. That's where I'm going. I like it. I love and have already bet this game um, two units on the minus uh, run and a half. Um, the Giants have Cueto going tomorrow, which that was a great – that's a great pitcher to roll out in 2016. Um, I think the Dodgers are probably going to run up the score 
Um, I see something crazy like a seven to two happening. So I say just give up the run, um, cash the ticket at the end of the night. Charles. Yeah, they got Kershaw. It's over. I'd say save your money on on rivalry games generally because you never know what's going to happen. And especially when it's the first game of a baseball season that's unlike any other baseball season probably ever. Uh, it's just it's your best bet to stay away from this one. Uh, again, Giants-Dodgers are – they're number two to the Red Sox-Yankees. Dumb stuff happens all the time. And especially on game number one, it's just not worth it to lose your money on this one, even if you think you've got a sure thing. That is fair. That is really good advice. For those of you who are just starting to dip your toes in gambling, listen to Charles. I endorse what Charles just said. But then also, if you want to be a degenerate, swallow the one and a half, put all of your money on the Dodgers. Yeah, what is this? This is the Dumb Sports Podcast. Take out a second mortgage and put it on the flipping Dodgers. And buy a personal seat license to the Vegas Raiders. <laughs> nice. Well, folks, we've come to the end. Uh, we apologize. We will make sure that we get to uh, to that secret word next time. Uh, for those of you who skipped ahead to listen to it. So, yeah, next episode, we'll make sure we get that secret word out. Uh, those of you who already listened and listened to the whole thing, don't tell them. And, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. We really appreciate all of our listeners. We never thought that we'd have over a thousand people listen to our show. And yeah, we still haven't. So there you go. Tell your friends. <laughs> Later, everybody.